here inspiring people to do the things that inspire them and welcome to the iHemp Revolution where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products, boost the economy, and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp Revolution? My guest today is Bill Billings. Bill is president and co-founder of the Colorado Hemp Project. Bill is also the owner of a produce transportation and trucking firm. His clients include many of Colorado's largest corporations and family-owned farms. Bill is a veteran on the U.S. Coast Guard and studied at the Colorado Mountain College. He is a former contractor who built Colorado's first solar houses. Bill's relationships with the agricultural community and statewide hemp farming cooperative is the reason farmers contribute raw materials to the Colorado Hemp Project. So, Bill, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. How you doing there, Coach Freddie? I'm just doing fine here. Bill, can you give us a little bit more background on yourself and why you started the Colorado Hemp Project and just why industrial hemp? Uh, well, I started the Colorado Hemp Project because I was aware of the potential to basically help the farmers uh, make more money than they're making now. They're all going broke, as you probably know, with the price of everything. And being in the uh, produce business, I got to know a bunch of, bunch of the farmers, and they were looking ways to make uh, a better profit on their land for all their hard work. So when uh, the farm bill uh, passed and it was legal to grow industrial hemp in Colorado, I uh, contacted one of the gentlemen, his name's Jim Bramer, who lives in Sterling, Colorado, where we planted our first crop, and we talked and talked about it, and he's, ah, this stuff ain't just like pot, I ain't going to grow that. It just so happened that uh, Sanjay Gupa was doing his thing on CNN about the uh, benefits of uh, industrial hemp, the CBD, cannabinoids, and uh, he watched that. And with the soft spot in his heart for the children, he goes, God, this stuff's amazing. And he started talking to the people, his doctors and stuff. And So finally, he was kind enough to uh, give me uh, some acreage to plant up in Sterling. And uh, we got some seed, uh, different uh, varieties of seed because there is no certified seed here in Colorado, so we was just planting it and see what would happen. So uh, we planted it in May of 2014. We were the second guys to plant it. Uh, Ryan Laughlin had planted it the year before, and he's the real pioneer of this whole deal. So uh, we planted it and watched it through the whole summer, and just an amazing crop. And uh, then came uh, October, and it was time to harvest, so uh, we did everything we could with it. We separated 
the seed from the flower, from the stem, dried it out, had it in a warehouse, and uh, started hemp farming. So that's pretty much uh, how I got into it. And uh, we're right now concentrating more on the uh, CBD varieties of the industrial hemp uh, made uh, from clones and mothers. And we feel that's more beneficial to the farmer because as far as industrial hemp goes, the infrastructure for manufacturing really is not in place yet. Uh, hopefully it will be within the next year or two. There's some people down in uh, Pueblo, Colorado uh, doing a big couple big things down there from decortication to uh, extraction to all kinds of different things you can make with industrial hemp uh, from animal bedding to hempcrete to everything. So hopefully that will be the epicenter of uh, the industrial hemp revolution in America. Well, that's great. So, in fact, uh, uh, that's where you and I met in 2014 in uh, September or October when at the uh, first Colorado Hemp Project uh, Hawk Festival, uh, Hemp Festival up there. And, uh, yeah, we played uh, played in a band up there, and we had a great time. I met a lot of great uh, people uh, that attended up there, and uh, you and I had some great discussions uh, that year. Uh, before I went back down here to the uh, Virgin Islands. And, and we continue to, to keep in contact. So so that was your purpose for the, the Colorado and Hemp, is to help the farmers. What raw materials uh, did you get from the farmers that harvest industrial hemp? The raw materials, well, we got the stalks, the fiber, the seed, the flour, the flower is put into uh, my daughter's uh, beauty line, along with the seeds, uh, nature's root. Uh, the fiber was used by Pure Vision uh, for an experimental basis to make uh, paper and decorticate it to see if they could get the fiber down to textile grade. And this, like I said, the seed was used for replanting and in the beauty line. So what's the one thing that has you most excited about the industrial hemp industry itself? Uh, probably helping people with the uh, CBD oils. I think that's going to become nationwide and going to be in every store and be used additive for beneficial health in everybody. I mean, we all know what it can do. we got patients with MS and uh, epilepsy, cancers, and it's really helping. So we feel that uh, it's just getting the word out and educating people because everybody, I'd say 90, 95% of the people still think that uh, hemp is marijuana, which it is not. Uh, we're also working uh, with David uh, Schmidt in North Carolina producing products for the oil industry that will help clean up the fracking and uh, be used eventually for car parts like they do in Europe. Car panels, roof liners, uh, trunk liners, pretty much dashboards. A lot of stuff uh, can be used in the cars just like a BMW, which their i3 
by the use of hemp and mix, uh, mixture of canaf, which is a cousin to hemp, it just don't got no THC or CBD in it. Their car they made the i3 was 800 pounds lighter and 10 times as strong as a Chevy Volt or a Nissan Leaf. So you're getting a better product by using the hemp. Uh, I don't know how many people out there have seen the Henry Ford video beating his car with the sledgehammer back in the uh, late 30s, early 40s, I think it was. And then he got uh, screwed around the uh, Hearsts and the Rockefellers and DuPonts. We're afraid of it because it wasn't a Petro product and that's what they were doing. So hopefully it'll come full circle and uh, the uses are amazing for it. <laughs> yeah, Henry Ford made that car in 1941 and right. uh, there's pictures of it, videos of it, and he also fueled it with hemp oil. Uh, the farmers down in Rocky Ford that grew hemp this year with me, uh, they used, uh, they made it in the biofuel tool and used it into their tractors. So it also can be used to do that. Yeah. So it, there's so many uses for it and everything else. So how do you see the industrial hemp changing the economy here in the United States? Well, first people got to be educated. I mean, you can go into the stores now, and probably the most well-known part of the hemp plant is the hemp hearts. Uh, the American Medical Association and World Health Organization has stated that hemp is superfood, but is the only plant that is totally balanced in omega-3s and 6 and loaded with protein. So, uh, as one of the farmers said, why can I go into Costco, Walmart, all these other stores and buy that? And I can't grow it. And as everybody knows, it's all being imported from Canada. Uh, but it, once people see the nutritional value, I think that kind of leads the way to other uses and the hemp oil, how it's good on the skin, and shampoos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I guess uh, Dr. Bonner's using it in a lot of his products. So it's just educating people and making them realize that hemp is not pot. Yeah, so uh, last year you had, I think it was uh, two acres uh, of hemp. Uh, how much did you have this year? Oh, all together, with crop sharing and seed we gave, you know, probably about 35 to 50 that we sold some of the seed to, the farms I worked with. So it's uh, starting to get up there, and uh, we dried all the seed, and they baled the stalks, and being it's winter now, it's, uh, we're storing it, and we once it warms up, we'll be selling the seed. Okay. Well, uh, now, when do you, when will they be planting the seed in Colorado next uh, year? They'll plant it in the middle of May. Middle of May? Day, okay. uh, Halloween, if you can do it. Okay. All right. Now, out of the thousands of products that can be made and produced with hemp, what is one product that you see kind of taking the lead at the beginning here? One product probably be the hemp hearts because they're already in the stores and everything, and then the uh, CBD extractions from the uh, different varieties that uh, people are creating now. we got a seed breeding program. 
Okay. Oh, that sounds good. Well, how do you see the, the building industry and people making uh, houses uh, out of hemp? Well, that's a great industry. Uh, John Patterson up in Fort Collins is one of the hempcrete wizards, and uh, people just got to, you know, become aware of it, that what they can use it for. Like I said, it's all about education and getting the word out there. Uh, so people can actually see what a good product this is. I mean, you're fighting, you know, the concrete industry, the wood industry, everybody. You know, basically one hemp plant equals four trees. So for, uh, you know, if they want to build stuff out of hemp and leave the trees in the forest, even though the forest, I believe, should be thinned because they won't grow, but, you know, it has to be done properly and not, uh, just strip mine, but uh, they should start planting hemp because one hemp plant equals four trees. So how can how can people get uh, best get involved with the industrial hemp revolution? And well, first of all, you got to go to your state to make sure that uh, they pass the laws. I guess there's about 23 states that are on right now that are either doing some kind of uh, research and development. They just got to give it to the farmers, plant it, get manufacturing facilities to make paper, uh, substitutes for plastic bottles, car parts. I mean, you know, that's the biofuel places. The people with the big money got to step up and realize uh, what's going on instead of worrying about all the oil and everything else. And then uh, we can create a new industry. Speaking about new industries, um, I remember you and I talking over a year ago about you were working with some uh, people, some scientists that were developing uh, hemp batteries. What's happening with that, Bill? Uh, they're still working on it. What they basically are doing is developing a supercapacitor. Working with uh, Dr. Mitlin on developing a supercapacitor where they take the fibers from the hemp plant, turn it uh, by uh, using pyrolysis, I think it's called, or whatever, where they heat it up over 300 degrees and it turns into a carbon-like material, which will control electrodes, and it's comparable to graphene and graphite, so... Uh, they do have a pilot plant, but they're right now they're coating batteries to try to get the storage uh, up. The whole thing with the supercapacitor, it'll charge your phone up in 10 seconds, but also it'll disperse the energy as quick as it gets it. So the whole issue there is learning how to hold the charge like a battery does. And they've got it up about 30 50% what a battery can do now. So I'd say within two years, you'll be seeing the supercapacitors replacing batteries. But uh, it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is happening in all facets of the, of the industry. Oh, yeah. So where do you see your business in three years, Bill? Hopefully out on the farms and producing CBD oil and producing uh, stocks for construction, animal bedding, all the different uses, car parts, drill wall for oil. So that's pretty much what I see, just taking use of the whole plant 
and uh, seeing what we can do with it as the technology comes around and the manufacturing comes here. Uh, I don't know how many people are aware, but uh, China is building a big textile factory in, I believe, South Carolina. It should be ready in two years. That will really help the uh, industrial hemp industry because, as everybody knows, everything's made in China now with hemp. So I think that'll be a huge boost uh, when we can start making more clothes out of hemp in America. Wow. Yeah, everybody, uh, a lot of uh, hemp products are uh, imported from China, as well as uh, Canada, and well as uh, Europe. So we have Absolutely. to get on the bandwagon here. So that's where I see us in three years, just getting bigger and uh, making everything more efficient and getting better products to the market. Okay. Anything else that you would like to bring up uh, for our listeners before we wrap this up? Yeah, uh, spread the word about hemp. Uh, let people know all the uses it is. Go to the store, buy some hemp uh, hearts, use them, get healthy, buy uh, beauty products like Nature's Root. Uh, call your local congressman, senator, whatever, and tell them that it's going to do nothing but benefit the farmers. That's what I'd like to have everybody do out there. Well, great. So, Bill, thanks for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. So you can find Bill at his website uh, at coloradohempproject.com. Okay, and I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today, and make sure that you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Give us a review. Go to Facebook. Uh, dot com forward slash IHAMP Revolution. Like us and tell your friends and help spread the word about the IHAMP Revolution and how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profits. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the IHAMP Revolution. <laughs>